This is the NSCA's Coaching Podcast, episode 47. So I think it's really beneficial for coaches to have experience in, in a wide variety of, of sports, you know, sports science and technology and that side of things. Our job is so much more than weightlifting. This is the NSCA's Coaching Podcast, where we talk to strength and conditioning coaches about what you really need to know, but probably didn't learn in school. There's strength and conditioning, and then there's everything else. Welcome to the NSCA Coaching Podcast. I'm Scott Caulfield. With me today, Justin Rolfling Schofer. Nailed it. My first time. I spell it all the time. I can actually spell that, believe it or not. He is the head strength coach for the San Diego Gulls, which is the organization in of the NHL's Anaheim Ducks, and Devin McConnell, the head of hockey performance at UMass Lowell. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks very much for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot, Scott. Pretty pumped, actually, to start off with this story because uh, also these guys are the co-authors of a book called Intent, which you may have seen out and about uh, in all the areas. It's been a hot one that I know a lot of strength coaches have been talking about, but you guys actually met uh, probably before this, but came up with the idea for the book here at the clinic. Why don't you tell us uh, that story? Yeah, it was uh, two years ago, actually, almost to the day. Yeah. And um, anniversary. It nice. is. It is. What happy, is two happy years? Happy anniversary, guys. Thank you. What's uh, two you, years? You better have bought me something. Nice. First, first, one, first year is always paper. I didn't <laughs> see anything, so <laughs> except the bill. <laughs> but um, no, we uh, we were presenting together. Um, well, at the same conference last year, uh, and then again t- uh, previous to that, um, and we kind of got together after, and we're like, well, we were presenting on similar topics, and we said to each other, we kind of get the same questions, and um, the more we spoke and the more we talked, we were like, yeah, there's a real disconnect between some of the content that we were um, uh, presenting on and the understanding within uh, the field, and we kind of saw that as an opportunity to kind of put what our presentation was and what our skill set was and our, our understanding of how we saw sports science and data management. And we're like, there's a huge hole and a segue here that we can really bridge the gap between uh, the understanding and the uh, practical side of it where um, no one's really gone before. And that's kind of uh, was the first conversation we had. And then... Uh, about a month and a half after that, we were on the phone for two or three hours a day, two or three days a week for about a year and wow. year and a half. And then we came out with intent and yeah. here we are today. Yeah, it was it was an interesting process. We, uh, like Justin said, it, we kind of realized we were getting in a lot of the same questions and we figured, you know, we've made, you know, that we, we did not have a, a resource to help us navigate or, or learn how to do sports science we kind of holistically came up with these systems on our own and and happened to basically have the same came up with the same system organically um to each other but we realized a lot of people would benefit from from our past mistakes basically um and so the process of of kind of putting the book together and the the whole project uh from opposite coasts you know justin was on the west coast i'm on the east coast and in the boston area and in lowell and so dealing with time differences and uh uh, my kid's schedule and his work schedule and my work schedule and all just all, all of that. So it was a, it was quite a process, but uh, created for a lot of early mornings, a yes. lot of late nights. Yes, right, right, right. yeah, both ends of the yeah. the candle. <clears throat> and you guys aren't um, your job is not 
as sports scientists, quote unquote. I mean, you're also doing strength and conditioning, nutrition, all of the above. So how, I guess my, I would like to hear, you know, how did that, you know, you knew with all this data that you had to get into this side of the things, but how important is that for these young strength coaches who are going to be coming out now to really kind of take by the, you know, and obviously your book's been a resource, but to be a part of what they kind of know going into this field now. For sure. I mean, it, it's completely evolved um, what young strength what young strength coaches need to know. And I think they need to understand that from a curriculum standpoint of what they're learning through school. Um, I don't know um, what Devin's experiences have been with this, but I know that a lot of people that I come in contact with from looking for internships, looking for work experience, um, coming out of even master's degrees. And really all they've ever done is, is their school and then worked at a local gym in the summer or just a random job and come out looking for an internship um, when it comes time for school. And I bring them in and I put them through a little interview and kind of talk to them about what they want. And uh, it's, it's unfathomable how there's that gap even in, in knowledge and understanding of the sports science and the applied stuff and how they take what they've learned and then apply it to an actual practical setting where, um, Scott, as you touched on, you have to engulf the nutritional side, the strength and conditioning side, the sports science side, uh, the recovery side, and make sure that you're looking after all of that for your set of 20, 40, 60, 80 athletes, however many you're working with, um, in whatever setting that is. And, uh, I think that becomes really important is, is getting time in the weight room, getting time with other strength coaches and really spreading your wings and, and diversifying your experience because not all, not all experiences are the same. Not all programs are the same. Not all coaches are the same. Not all. Um, are you in are you at the NSA National Building? Are you in a college setting? Are you yeah. in a high school setting? Are you in a pro setting? Are you in hockey, soccer, different yeah. sports? There, there's so much out there. And I think it just really takes getting into it to really understand what you're getting into and uh, ultimately to find, find your own path. Yeah, for sure. And Devin, you're at uh, you know, UMass Lowell, well known for hockey, but you were in charge of all the sports mm -hmm. prior to that. Tell, tell us a little bit about how that started. Were you the first strength coach there yeah, as well? So yeah. The, so the transit, I've been, I've been at Lowell for um, just kind of finishing seven years. Um, the, the university itself has, has gone through a big transition athletic department and whatnot. Um, when I, when I was first hired there, we were a division two school with division one hockey. And so I was basically hired, um, to be the the hockey strength coach um they had never had a, a full-time you know they'd always kind of outsourced and never had a, a full-time strength coach um and at the same time they they wanted somebody to sort of oversee just on the division two side not necessarily you know be uh in the trenches every day uh, but kind of at least start to structure something so so my job was originally hockey and then kind of oversee everybody um that built into uh, you know, basically a, a bigger and bigger role with the entire department um, to becoming, you know, the the director of sports performance um, with my primary coaching responsibilities still with hockey. Um, and then several years ago now, so four, maybe five years ago, um, 
UMass Lowell started to begin the transition to Division One for all the rest of our sports. And at that point in time, um, you know, it was pretty apparent that uh, we needed more than, than one person on staff for, yeah. you know, an entire athletic department. Right. So uh, at that point, we were able to expand uh, our staff and, and hire um, an assistant AD for sports performance, Keith Vinci, and, and um, some other assistants and, and uh, another part-time position. So now we have a, a four full-times and a part-time. Um, and I'm now uh, basically have transitioned from that director position to head of hockey performance, which is really, you know, an all-encompassing kind of 24-7 hockey position right yeah and i think <coughs> justin being the ahl um with the san diego gulls uh you guys can probably both talk about that like you just said you're the head of hockey performance you're the head strength coach for that team uh probably and especially at different times strength and conditioning might not even seem to be like your main job sometimes with all of the other things that get thrown on your plate so uh maybe talk a little bit about all of the things that encompasses or you know how how about how do you get into a professional sports situation justin you came from um miami of ohio and louisville so maybe give us a little bit of background a little bit about how your past started yeah absolutely so i think the biggest thing that uh, kind of goes through my journey and looking back at it is it really starts kind of what I prefaced with before was getting your foot in the door and, and really getting as many experiences as you could. Um, from uh, my first year of college, um, every summer, uh, I, I was playing hockey in college, uh, I kind of used it as a, a way to get free training, I guess you could say, was yeah. I would go and um, my first summer I went back home and I interned with uh, the Edmonton Eskimos and the CFL. Uh, it's a different experience, but it was still a way for me to, to do that and kind of get my foot in the door. Uh, my second year, um, I went um, and uh, went to Quinnipiac with Prajesh Patel. And uh, my third year, um, I started uh, interning with the Springfield Falcons of the American Hockey League um, and then did work with the Columbus Blue Jackets of the National Hockey League um, for the next two years. Uh, the following summer, I went and worked with the Edmonton Oilers of the uh, National Hockey League. And then uh, right after that, that led me to my GA ship at uh, the University of Louisville uh, with Tina Murray and uh, was there for uh, two years. And then um, right from there, I went and uh, took the head role pretty much um, with Devin's uh, role specifically with hockey uh, at Miami of Ohio and uh, was able to, again, came in at a great time when um, kind of got to really play with a lot of different technologies and allowed myself to set up a, a system for them in my, our own weight room in the, uh, in the rink, and it was a really great situation. And um, after three and a half years there, I uh, made the jump and signed with Anaheim, and uh, have been doing stuff with Mark Fitzgerald there in, in Anaheim and then uh, running San Diego um, cool. top down. So it really um, has been a journey in making sure that you're not only looking after yourself from an education standpoint, but an experience standpoint as well. Um, through that whole time as well, I mean, people always talk about different certifications and things you can get. I went and I uh, went to massage therapy school. I got uh, my LMT. Um, I... Uh, uh, did a couple sport nutrition courses uh, through Precision Nutrition and a couple other 
uh, uh, Dietetics Nutrition of America, um, just some different things to kind of add to your resume because as Dev and I have spoken about, a lot of that falls under your umbrella when you get there and, and the more experience you can have, the more um, kind of credentials and education you can have within that right. uh, really makes you more marketable and uh, gives you a better understanding. Nice. I want to back up a little bit You because you were saying working for uh, NHL, AHL, then you went to get your GA Louisville. Wait a minute. You must have been making bank. Why would you leave these kind of – just talk a little bit about that because I'm going to guarantee you contradict me. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, uh, it's always fun when um, you go into those situations and uh, people are always willing to take free help. <laughs> and uh, that was kind of, again, I, I knew where my goals were. I knew what my my end objective was. And you're just willing to do really whatever it takes. And whether that's sleeping in cars or playing your, paying your own way to get places or um, eating protein bars and uh, <laughs> massive amounts of uh, powders right. just to make it work um, in exchange for your hard work and a couple of nice t-shirts and to say <laughs> that you did it. Um, but, but I mean, it was all a part of development. It was all a part of the experiences to get there. And at the end of the day, um, you knew that within this field, it just has become that you need a master's degree to really um, solidify yourself in, in, in the field. And, yeah. Um, the opportunity came and, and to tell you the truth, I knew I wanted to be in hockey. That's yeah. been my passion. I'm a Canadian boy and, um, leaving the game of hockey was probably one of the scariest things I've had to do. I mean, even while I was at Louisville, I was still involved with the Columbus Blue Jackets, yeah. um, being close proximity, but n primarily being in Olympic sports like basketball, um, baseball, soccers yeah. and getting a different side of it. That is really where my career kind of really changed as well. Thanks to, I mean, Tina Murray was uh, instrumental in allowing me to see a different side of strength and conditioning that hockey's so far behind in. And um, that was really what the, the technological and the data um, driven side was really opened up to me. And she allowed me to uh, really get a completely new education besides my master's degree, like yeah, a yeah. completely new education that really allowed me to build upon what is foundational for me today. That's great. That's cool. And Devin, you've had, you know, obviously all of the sports at Lowell and how much has that helped you guys? You know, now, I mean, now you guys both specialize in hockey, but how much did working with all those other sports, you know, help you guys in your career? And I guess what would you you know, if what recommendations would you have to coaches? Should they immediately try and specialize in one sport, or should they get more experience in everything? Yeah, no, I mean, I've yeah, you said I've worked with pretty much every sport you can think of. Before I was at Lowell, I was at Stanford and uh, women's basketball and men's women's volleyball, uh, and I can't shoot a free throw, and <laughs> I'm five eight, so volleyball is never going to happen. So um, I, I think it's it's almost like the uh, you know, the, the early specialization in sports debate, um, to me, I'm without question, uh, you know, in, in, in that conversation, kids should play a multitude of different sports. I think it's really beneficial for coaches to have experience in, in a wide variety of, of sports, 
of like you know justin talked about his time at louisville and and really being having his eyes open to you know sports science and technology and that side of things um you know you kind of asked earlier touched on earlier that our job is so much more than weightlifting right that's it's really like uh especially in season that might be the the smallest percentage of what we do on a daily basis it's it's the data work the sports science the nutrition stuff the recovery and regeneration stuff um i think anytime you you just kind of get pigeonholed and, and specialized too early um you don't you're not you don't have access to other ways to do things so i think it's it's been hugely valuable for me uh to see how it's done see what the cultures are like in different sports see how things are, are done in different sports um it's done nothing but help uh my my you know my career and, and where my players are at now what i'm able to do with them nice that's cool what um if you guys are looking back at it and you had kind of advice to give other people it, it might not even just be like not necessarily just young coaches but other people in your situation i don't know you look back a few years is there anything you wish you had done differently or maybe that you wish you knew a few years ago that you know now i think the biggest thing is uh is patience um really being patient and, and enjoying the journey i've always been a type a personality and um always tried to when i get to somewhere not fully embrace it and enjoy it and value it for what it is um but already get there see it as an accomplishment for 24 hours and then already be looking at what's next or how to make that next step and i think that uh, uh the patience aspect and knowing that um and trusting in what you're doing um is, is going to help get you to that next next spot as well um but also um enjoy the journey because it uh, looking back on it i mean i've been all over the united states been all over canada um I'm now authorized and allowed to live and work down here <laughs> as a permanent resident. And it's uh, uh, the game of hockey and now the <laughs> game of strength and conditioning has allowed me that freedom. And, um, and, and, it's, and it's unbelievable looking back to say, wow, look at all the times and all the things I've spent doing and, and being in a lot of these places, going to the Kentucky Derby right. and going to final fours, being a part of national championship games, being a part of, um, inaugural, um, games for, uh, expansion teams in the NHL. Um, all, all of these different experiences that you might not have ever come across, but yet going through everything, you look back and all the people that you've come in contact with and all the, um, friends that you've made along the way. And it, it, it really is unfathomable. And I mean, even doing it now, looking back on it, it's kind of, it, it's, it's, it brings back memories of things that you would have, uh, otherwise just maybe overshot, but definitely just being patient with the process and knowing that, as you kind of finish your degrees and kind of look for your next steps to be patient and to never be afraid to reach out and ask somebody for a help or be a question because the worst thing they can say is no. And, uh, um, most people in this field are going to say yes, a hundred percent. And I was just about to say, I don't know how many times I've ever been told no. Um, right. which is especially, like I said, for free help, getting the experience you never know where something's going to lead and bringing a work ethic and that 
openness and willingness to do whatever it takes goes a long way. And uh, I think that would be the, the two things that I would say. Nice. Yeah. I I would definitely echo the, you know, um, enjoy the journey kind of perspective. Uh, you know, I think very much like Justin, I think um, you can get very caught up. A lot of us can get very caught up in, in you know, we, we all have our, our goals, our professional goals. And, you know, most people in this field are competitive people. And that's where we've come from. And, and um, but I, it's just one of these things I've been thinking about a lot lately, just in a number of kind of avenues, not specifically professionally, but, you know, we all, we all get roughly 80 years on this planet, right? If you're lucky, plus or minus a few, um, at the end of the day, you're going to go on a journey and, and the journey is going to take you all kinds of places. And, and, and where you think you're going to go is probably not what's reality. Like at the end of the day, you're probably going to end up somewhere that you never, you never even thought about. And, um, goals are going to change and, and, and aspirations are going to change and priorities are going to change. You know, I'm a, a father, I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old and without question, uh, my, my goals and priorities are 180 degrees different today than they were, you know, four years ago before, before my son was born. And, and, uh, it's again, like Justin said, it's that embrace the journey because this field, um, this field is full of really good people and really, really great experiences. And it can be really, really, uh, fulfilling and rewarding if you take the time to kind of look around and, and appreciate it and not just get so stuck in, you know, where's my next job? Where am I going next? What's the next thing? Yeah. 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 Staying focused on the, the moment. I love that, especially in the day and age of distractions. Right. And, and, uh, the quick, quick fix or whatever the, I tell, uh, the interns here and everybody really that I get to work with and do different stuff with some of the coaching philosophy lecture I do, but I say, don't give up what you want most for what you want now. And it's like, stay the course, you know, be on track. What, um, how about some things you guys hire people now? You have interns of your own, you have staff of your own. What are you guys looking for in people that you want to work with that you would, that would work under you? Um, first foremost and, and almost without question is uh is is character like uh, if you know this job again we're going to spend a lot of hours in dark and dirty weight rooms uh we're not going to see you know sunlight for half the year uh we're going to be you know in there together um I, it's got to be somebody that i want to be around like be, be a good person be um someone who who's genuine and wants to help others right it's a service-based field service-based industry if you're in it and it's really easy to spot people when they walk in the door, when they're in it for themselves, like that's a huge turnoff. Like that's not what this is about. You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong field. And, and I don't have time for you. Like you're, you're not getting hired by me if, if that's the vibe that I'm getting from you, you know, cause it is, it's about helping other people. And if that's really not your mission and it's not in your DNA, then, um, this is not the right spot for you. Yes. Yeah. I was going to tell us to wait, and on one, two, three, we were going to say a word, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was almost positive we both said the same thing, but definitely, um, character is, first and foremost, the the utmost thing that we're looking for, but a very close second for me is uh, passion and work ethic. Um, I think they, uh, I think you could argue that they all go hand in hand, um, if you have a passion and a work ethic for what you're doing um you are 
going to come across with good character. And like Devin said, this, this field is a field of service. You, you are servicing other people. And that is why, as we spoke about, a lot of people in this field are phenomenal people because they have given their life's work to serving others and to helping others get to a level that they want to be at. And, um, that, and, and that just is so rewarding to see in the long run where, um, you see the look on an individual's face after a championship or a team going through something. I mean, we watched it last night, um, uh, after uh, uh, all the sessions were done, we watched the Washington Capitals uh, hoist the cup. Yeah. And the raw emotion that is showed on these players' faces um, that everybody sees on TV, nobody sees the behind-the-scenes that went on right. for the last 240 days. Um, the ups, the downs, the lows, the the ins, the outs of that uh, the drama that probably occurred. Yeah. It, it, it all goes down. And... Not, and your all access pass on 24 seven shows like <laughs> that's a snippet right. of what actually goes on. And so definitely the two things, um, for, for, for me, like Devin is, uh, his character and work ethic and passion. That's cool. And I think it makes me think of, you know, it's a cliche about whatever it is. If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. But like when I think too about the days when I was working for free or for very little money, like, I still loved every minute of it, right? Even mm -hmm. when it was like 14, 16 hour days and it was like, this is, this is awesome. I yeah. get, I get to do this. Not yeah. like yeah. I have to go do this. And well, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like you, you can't, you can't be successful in this field if you're not passionate because of right. like, it's, you can't just punch the clock right. and work 14 hour days for no money. Like, for a t-shirt like <laughs> you get you gotta love it and again that, i think that is why you, most of the people that you come across in this field are just great people because they love what they do they're passionate about what they do we yeah. all are yeah and that's what makes it really special like i think we all have stories but uh i, I think I, I think back to this all the time at louisville i'm in new york city right now um spending some time up there and uh, uh one of the guys I interned with or was GA with at Louisville had now works in New York city for a big, uh, financial firm doing all of their corporate wellness. And, um, I went to dinner with him and my girlfriend the other day and we were sitting there and he goes, do you remember, uh, the mornings making peanut butter and jam sandwiches? And I was, we just started laughing <laughs> because we would sit in a 45 degree room with our hoodies on whipping up peanut butter and jam sandwiches <laughs> on a January morning at five in the morning before our first groups came in at six. Yep. And it was just, it's hilarious to see where you come from and what you've done to get to where you're at. And I think that's the stuff that Dev and I were talking about is embracing the journey and not forgetting that stuff because it really paved the way for where you are and, how you kind of went through it all yeah that's awesome you guys were on to it too because peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are like all the rage now <laughs> <laughs> you know, every m there's every like articles team, in yeah. the new york times because every nba team apparently figured it out yeah. so that's the base <laughs> work you that's guys hockey was ahead of the curve <laughs> uh i want to go back to the book a little bit because 
I think that's impressive, and I, w- I always like to talk to people who write too because I think um, it's it's a struggle, right? It's hard. Obviously, I'm gonna assume that both of you, uh, you know, before this weren't like cranking out books. You know, as, as your side hustle. So, yeah, you you alluded to it when we first talked, but like, uh, talk about the process of writing a book. You know, why why a book? Why was that the what you guys decided on? Um, and how you know difficult it was, but also how rewarding now at the end of the day it is. Yeah, I, why a book? That's a great question. That I'm not sure. I think. <laughs> I mean, personally, I guess I. For some reason, I don't have a reason why, but for some reason, it's always something I've kind of wanted to do. Um, I'm a reader. I read a ton. I read a lot. Um, so I think it was just sort of a natural way for us to to be able to talk about, really, again, our journey, our experience in this area of the field in sports science. Um, the process was, like Justin talked about earlier, it was, you know, early early morning phone calls, late at night phone calls, email chains of you know, go from here to the moon. Um, yeah, just a lot of back and forth, a lot of collaboration, a lot of uh, two steps forward, one step backwards. Um, but again, it's we can kind of keep hitting on these same themes. You know, talk about the journey when you're in it. I mean, it's, it, it's there. It could be very grinding sometimes. It is right. It's hard to to do that, and it was a lot of time, a lot of effort. And now that we're at the point where you know we have a physical book in front of us and it's just kind of a it's a cool feeling it's a neat thing when i remember uh, both of us when when the the books finally uh were shipped to us we both uh, got the books on the same day or near the same day and it was like we we called each other it was like how cool is this that like our names are on this thing that's on our counter and it was just a really neat really neat experience for me no i i mean i can test everything that Devin says it, it it just makes me reminisce a little bit because again we were working on opposite ends of the country and we'd call each other and we'd look at our schedules and we'd throw our hands up in the air I'm sure on either side of the phone and go when are we going to do this this week because there's no time well I'm up at 3 a.m 4 a.m to get Devin at before he has his first groups at 8 so we're talking at 7 and I'm getting home or doing something at 7 o'clock. Devin's putting his kids to bed, and we're talking at 10, 10.30 his time till midnight. And it was it, a lot of those nights happened, and a lot of those days happened. And um, it, it it was a lot of discipline, hard work, and uh, uh, dedication from both of our sides that ultimately got us there. But I think as we started talking about what we wanted um, and how we wanted to get this information out there, I think – everything led us to a book because it was something that we felt was important and something that I think we knew that um, we could contribute to the field because outside of experiences, every single one of us in this field has read books and every single one of us has read books that have had a major impact on our careers. And, um, if I feel like it's almost an obligation to give back to something that we've taken so much from. And we saw this as a good avenue to be able to do that, where um, we identified something and uh, wanted to be able to share it. And that was something that, that became very important to us and became a priority. And we made it happen. And 
that day that we got it in the mail, I still remember uh, calling Devin and saying, this is absolutely incredible as I was wiping the tears from my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, literally, uh, and, and I got a paper cut, so we can say blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was something really, really cool, obviously, that we were able to uh, accomplish and, and kind of give back to the field a little bit. That's so cool. Um, cool. Well, I know Devin mentioned this. Uh, what uh, kind of what what book are you reading right now? What's the what's on the shelf? What am I reading right now? Um, you know what? I just finished, so I haven't I haven't cracked a new one. Is a book called uh, uh, Homo Deuce. Okay. It's the sequel to a book called Sapiens. Okay. Um, Sapiens was uh, basically talks about the you know the human species uh from sort of now backwards in history yeah uh, homo deuce talks about the the human species sort of now looking into the future yeah and where and how the you know people and humans are going to evolve and how uh, artificial intelligence is going to be part of that and just everywhere that that goes and it was a, a really dense heavy like physically heavy book, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it yeah. was a really interesting, interesting read. And just to, to kind of uh, think forward a little bit, so not, it was definitely kind of outside of my wheelhouse, but to kind of think forward of like, wow. Yeah. in you know, a thousand years, what is the human species going to kind of be? Yeah, yeah. Nice. How much uh, do you guys think of that? I think kind of know what I think, but how, how important is it to kind of get outside of the strength and conditioning realm and read or play and, do other stuff oh it's huge i mean it's it goes exactly back to what devin kind of spoke of when we're talking about specializing in sport is as humans and as people we want to be as athletic as we can and expose ourselves to as much as we can and uh educate ourselves on uh politics and pop culture and um other things that interest us that uh, are just out there i mean um uh, from a uh, a book in terms of like what I'm reading now, it's the Craig Ballantyne's uh, The Perfect Day Formula, and um, reading a lot of stuff just on on business and on entrepreneurship, and um, uh, just trying to create like like you said uh, a whole bunch of different educational platforms for you because. We as humans evolve as well. I mean, to Devin's book um, that he's reading, but we do. We evolve as humans, and we uh, our our needs and um, wants, desires, goals they all change. And uh, the more you can expose yourself to, even at in your late twenties, uh, you uh, right, Devin? Yeah, late twenties. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, uh, you you change kind of what what you want and where you want to go and. Um, having that education or having that uh, that knowledge of, of the real world that's out there because that, I think that's the coolest thing that I've learned too is that the world is so vast. There's yeah. so many different things that you can do. And when people say you can literally do whatever you want, you can do whatever you want. Right. And and I think that's what's really cool. And um, kind of diversifying yourself as much as you can is it becomes very important and uh, becomes very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking a little bit too about diversifying yourself, Devin. You also teach at UMass Lowell, right? Yeah, I'm an adjunct professor there as well. Yeah. So yeah. how's that been? What? Do you, how was that of an experience? And how'd you get into that? 
uh yeah it's it's been awesome it's um so how did i get into that I, uh, we have a, a doc, doctor of physical therapy program and then underneath that is an undergrad program we have an exercise physiology program uh, as you know just part of my time and job and whatever at, at lowell um made connections with with folks in those departments um and worked on projects etc cetera, etc cetera. the gotten to be good friends with the head of our our ex-phys uh program and two years ago um they needed a, an adjunct professor to co-teach um a section of uh, what is now the class is now foundations of strength and conditioning um and so he asked me if i if i'd be up to teaching that with him basically i taught a section he taught a section um, and it was a, a lot of ex a lot of fun. It was a brand new experience, very different. Um, fast forward to, to this past year, uh, that friend of mine was on uh, was on leave. He just had a his wife had a baby. He was on leave, and he asked if I would do the whole semester for for both sections, and um, uh, was able to kind of fit it into my my regular job schedule, and and able to to uh, put on my professor hat and teach four days a week and you know, give tests and grade papers and all that stuff. And, and it was a lot of work, um, but it was really rewarding, really, really interesting um, and, and rewarding experience. A lot of kids in that program start out wanting to be physical therapists um, and for various reasons. Uh, some folks aren't going to do that academically or some folks realize that's not what they want to do. And uh, my part of my, what I saw my role was to, uh, provide a lens of experience for for a different avenue, sort of in the field, right? And it was really neat to see how many how many kids from the class um, who had had none no experience with strength and conditioning in any way, all of a sudden are asking about you know where they can do internships and and what's the route to get into this field because they they had no idea and it's they're so interested in it. So it was, it was really cool. That's great, man. Getting more people, getting That's more right. people involved. I like yeah. it. Um, so were you Professor Mac? Were you <laughs> Devin? Were you uh, Mr. McConnell, D-Mac? Yeah, the, the, the kids in the back of the class probably had some specific names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could just call me. Call me Devin. That's fine. I'll just go with that. Coach. Coach, so, yeah. uh, Coach, that's, super, that's an easy one. Let's uh, so going outside of our strength and conditioning well realm. Uh, this is a new. You guys are getting the first ones that I'm throwing this at. Uh, changing it up, kind of ending with a few, just some different questions. Uh, super short and sweet, pretty easy, but it's a little bit like getting to know you more. Just kind of less, a little bit more fun. Uh, favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all. Remember the Titans. Nice. Okay. Slapshot. Slap shot. shot. Come on. Piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> How about then this one? Uh, this is for yourself, not for training athletes, not anything to do with that. If you could only do one exercise, fitness, physical fitness exercise for the rest of your life, what would it be? Just for yourself, not for athletes, anything else. I'm going to think I'm going to hip thrust till the, till the, <laughs> till the, till the, till the moon comes home. <laughs> um, I've been I've been really into trail running lately, and just yeah. part in big part just to get outside and in the woods. I live out in the woods, and it's um, I've gotten back into that, and it's been really nice. So yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. I like it. I like it. I'd be skiing. That's the only thing. That's all I want to be able to do. As long as I can do that. Oh, well, my answer seems <laughs> stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, first job you ever held? I delivered pizzas in high school. Nice. As soon as I got my license. I was a landscaper. 
I was throwing grass everywhere. Digging ditches <laughs> and oh, mulching yeah. trees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that will do. I'll be good. Uh, best place you've ever visited? Uh, on a vacation? Could be anywhere. Anytime, any place. The world is yours. That I've actually been, though. That you've been. Hawaii. Okay, nice. Paris. Cool. Close second, Colorado Springs. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado is pretty awesome. I love it here. <laughs> um, cool. Well, we want everybody to check out Intent. Where can they find out? Where can they pick that up if they haven't seen it already? Absolutely. They can uh, go to uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, uh, even Walmart on online. Um, they're, they're, they're all major, any major book retailer. Just Great. go online and uh, it's available both in uh, in hard copy and uh and ebook so uh, they cool. can find it on all those all those platforms super cool you guys are presenting tomorrow you're gonna have a great co-presentation uh if people want to track you down after they heard this and they heard something they want to hear more uh, what's the best way to reach out to you guys on social media etc yeah um twitter and instagram both for me are d mcconnell 29 and uh, I'm pretty active uh, on social media, so you can hit me up there. That's how I knew about the books, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, same thing uh, on Instagram, just at innerstrength19. Um, and then, obviously, through email, um, very active uh, on that, and usually try to get back uh, within 24 hours all the time. So Cool. We'll put all that in the show notes so people can have access to it and Gentlemen, appreciate you guys coming out to the Springs for this event uh, for multiple times and definitely appreciate you being on the show today. Thanks. Thank well, you Scott, very much, Thanks man. very much for having us. I, it's like Devin said at the beginning, it's one of the premier conferences we always look for in the summer and it's, uh, it's a pleasure to always be involved in it. So thank you. Thanks, Appreciate guys. it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the NSCA Coaching Podcast. We truly appreciate your support, and we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So keep on listening. If you enjoyed our episodes, please go write us a review at iTunes or Google Play, wherever you download your episodes from. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get these delivered to you every other week right on time. You don't want to miss the next one. Uh, also, you can go to nsca.com and check out the episodes there if you prefer that, and as well, check out our new website and everything that's going on. This was the NSCA's Coaching Podcast. The National Strength and Conditioning Association was founded in 1978 by strength and conditioning coaches to share information, resources, and help advance the profession. Serving coaches for over 40 years, the NSCA is the trusted source for strength and conditioning professionals. Be sure to join us next time.